Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Testing. My wife's hot. Welcome back to Mama Mystery. I am your host, Kelly. And I'm the co-host, Austin. Did you guys like that quick little intro? Every time we test, he says something like that. But usually it's, Kelly's, Kelly's got, got a big, big butt. butt. <laughs> <laughs> you knew what it was going to be, yeah. Yes, usually it's that. So anyway, he just thought it would be so cute if I just left that in there for you guys. Trying to let you guys see what it's really like around here. Yeah, a little BTS. Not to be confused with the... Isn't that a band? Yeah, behind the scenes. Uh, Isn't there a band of boys called BTS? I don't know. It reminded me of BDSM, and I was like, what are you talking about? Mm, Okay, anyway, today we are talking about a case that was recommended to us by one of our Patreons and listeners, Kinsley Adams. Thanks, Kinsley. She says, quote, love you guys and your podcast. We love you, Kinsley. Hell yes, we do. One case that has been on my mind is the Chance Engelbert case. It's a really bizarre case if you look into it, and it's he's still missing to this day. I think it's been two to three years. Anyways, we are both from South Dakota and did college rodeo at the same time, so please cover it. I know it's not well known and needs publicity. End quote. All right. So... Without further ado, we are going to be talking about the disappearance of Chance Leslie Engelbert. So Chance was born on December 2nd, 1993. Me too, except not December 2nd, but 1993. Same year, yeah. Yeah. To his parents, Don and Everett. I love that name, Everett. I think that's a cool name. Anyway, he was the first of three boys, so he has two younger brothers, Miles and Clay, and they grew up in the southwest corner of South Dakota near Edgemont. So growing up, Chance and his brothers spent a ton of time outside, hunting, fishing, working on cars together. They often helped their family on the ranch with fences or chores. They were a very tight-knit family. It reminds me of just, you know, like... Those families, those small town families that are just like super tight knit, they all live off the land. They're all just like, it's like a small community. Everybody knows who everybody is. 
Like that's what it reminds me of, right? So they were country boys through and through. In fact, Chance's dream was to become a bareback rodeo rider. I wanted to be a rodeo rider so bad as a kid. Really? Yes, I used to go to rodeos. and I, I used didn't to, know that. Really? And I used to do the little, I don't know, where you take the deal, the lasso, the rope. Mutton busting? Yeah, maybe it was that. I don't know. I never wrestled a little sheep or whatever, but I always thought that'd be cool. But I wanted to be a rodeo dude so bad. That's so cute. You would look good in a cowboy hat. Okay, prove it. Anyway, so back to the story. (laughs) He worked his way up um, riding bulls until he was finally old enough to ride bareback horses in the rodeo, which that looks so hard. I mean, it all looks hard. It all looks scary. Um, But something about riding bareback horses just looks way more intense than riding bulls. And maybe that's just an assumption on my part, but... That's the scariest type of bareback I've ever heard of. (laughs) Anyway... So he was really Don't successful. Laugh if you're mad. <laughs> Gosh, he just doesn't want to laugh at anything on, on whenever we're recording. Like, I do not find him funny. <laughs> I do. Anyway, Chance was really successful and he was very talented at it. In fact, he ended up getting a scholarship to ride at the Laramie County Community College where he studdled, studied, sorry, studied, not studdled, diesel mechanics and welding. So while Chance was in school, he met this guy named Matt Miller, and they became really close friends. And over time, Chance kind of drifted away from rodeos and focused more on a new hobby of demolition derbies. So Chance and Matt worked together, and outside of work, they often hunted and fished together or worked on those demolition derby cars. So in October of 2017, Chance met a girl online named Bailey. Bailey actually knew of Chance prior to meeting online because they had connections through the rodeo, and she'd seen him or heard of him riding before. But they started talking online, and in October, decided to actually meet up in person. So one weekend, Chance and his friend Matt took a road trip to Scotts Bluff, Nebraska, to pick up a couple derby cars, but also to meet Bailey for the first time in person. When Chance and Bailey met, they hit it off right away, and they started dating. They dated for about a year before getting married in a small, intimate ceremony. So small, in fact, that Chance's own mom felt like maybe she wasn't really wanted there by Bailey and her family. So at the reception, an argument broke out between Chance and some of his family because Bailey made it pretty well known that she didn't want some of his family members there. And it's unknown really where this tension came from, but Chance's mom has said in interviews that she felt like she always got along well with Bailey until they got married. Soon after the wedding, Chance and Bailey announced that they were expecting their first child, and on April 4th of 2019, Bailey gave birth to their son, Banks. Cool name. Very cool name. Banks. I like that. I do too. Chance was so excited to be a father. Damn, we, get, we have another kid that's getting named Banks. We're not having another kid. You're confused. Chance was so excited to be a father and couldn't wait to do all the father-son things together. He went to all of the appointments for Bailey whenever she was pregnant. He was very involved after Banks was born. And Chance was very hands-on and involved in his care. His whole family was so proud to watch him flourish as a father. I said that really weird. Flourish. Flourish. It's okay. Keep going. But while Chance was budding as a father, his marriage seemed to be forming some cracks. 
Apparently, Bailey would complain that they needed counseling and that she just couldn't do it anymore, and Chance's mom suggested that they get into marriage counseling. And then to make matters worse, Chance was let go from work because the company he worked for went bankrupt. However, it took no time for Chance to find a new job. In fact, I think it was in with, it was like within hours of finding out he'd been laid off that he had already secured a new job, which just goes to show like how hardworking he was. He was not about to let that deter him from providing for his family. The only thing was this new job was going to be paying less. But regardless, he was hardworking. He didn't let that stop him from working. So now it's July of 2019, and at this point, Banks is only a few months old. Bailey and Chance are kind of on rocky grounds under a lot of stress with a new baby and a job change and drama in their marriage. It's 4th of July weekend, and Bailey and Chance made plans to go fishing with some friends and family of Chance's. But at the last minute, they changed plans and decided to go see Bailey's family instead in Gary, Nebraska. So Bailey, Chance, and little baby Banks drive down to Gary and ended up staying with Bailey's grandparents. They all enjoyed the 4th of July holiday together, and everything seemed fine. Chance contacted his parents that Saturday to catch up, and Chance's dad even told him he had a package on their doorstep that arrived for Chance. So Chance was like, yeah, I will be by to pick it up. He knew what it was. like He had he'd made plans to come pick it up. And his parents said that while they were on the phone, Chance seemed to be in a really good mood. Nothing seemed to be wrong. But later that day, July 6th, Chance went golfing with Bailey's dad and his brother-in-law, And at some point in the day, Bailey called Chance while he was golfing, and Chance was in a great mood, so she decided to drive Banks down there and meet them on the course. But when she got to the course, the mood had very clearly shifted. She approached Chance with Banks in her arms and said that Chance was very clearly not happy and told her to, quote, get the fuck back in the car, end quote. So this, like, nice, warm surprise from your wife and baby just turned into crap. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like what happened? So he says they're all leaving. Clearly something had happened while she was on her way there. Something was said between the men on the course, and to this day it's unclear exactly what was said, but it's been gathered that Bailey's dad and brother-in-law made some kind of comment about Chance's job and how he wouldn't be making as much money as before. And like I said, it's not clear exactly what was said, but if they're making fun of his new job or belittling him for getting laid off, I imagine that really struck a nerve with Chance, who was already under a lot of pressure from his marriage, a brand new baby, a job change. He's got drama between his wife and his family. Like, I'm sure he was probably very tightly wound. It probably wasn't going to take a lot for him to snap. So when they get into the car, Chance told Bailey he just wanted to go home. So she drives them to their grandparents' house in Garing first to retrieve their things. But Bailey said this made Chance even more mad, that he said this isn't where he wanted to go. So she got out to go inside and get their things, and when she came back outside, Chance was gone. Bailey took Banks inside so that she could go out and look for Chance. She's out driving around looking for him, and she tells the Vanished podcast that the last time she spoke to him, he mentioned that he was walking south towards Kimball, about 40 miles south of Garing, but that he hung up on her after that, and after that, she was unable to reach him. 
At 7.23 p.m., Chance called his best friend Matt and told him that there was an argument with Bailey's family and that he needed Matt to come pick him up and take him home. Mind you, this is like four hours away. So Chance told Matt he was walking towards Torrington, Wyoming, which is northwest of Garing, the complete opposite direction of where he told Bailey he was going. But Matt couldn't come get him because he'd been drinking that day, celebrating the 4th of July with his friends, and told him, don't worry, though, we will figure something out. So Matt calls Chance's mom and tells her what's going on, and she feels kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place because she's literally... The week before, Chance told his mom, Dawn, to stay out of their relationship, to give him just a week at least, to really work on this marriage, get things sorted out, to just stay out of their business. So now when Matt's calling Dawn to be like, hey, something's going on, he just left and he's walking and he needs to be picked up, she's like, of Leave course, yeah, she's, she's leaving him alone. She's respecting his boundaries, but of course there's no way she could have known that he would disappear, and I'm sure she probably kicks herself to this day for not doing more, but there's no way she could have known. And she was respecting the boundaries. Yes, which many, many parents don't. Mm-hmm. So I feel for her. I really, really do. Um, so anyway, she, instead of calling Chance, calls Chance's aunt and uncle to see if maybe they'd be able to help. Chance was super close with his Aunt Katie, so Dawn hoped that she could help Chance get home. But Chance wasn't answering anyone's calls from either side of the family. So Dawn starts getting nervous, and she decides to intervene, texting Chance. But he doesn't answer. That evening, a bad storm rolled in, so Bailey and her family had to stop looking for him until the storm passed. Chance's Aunt Katie then texted Chance in an effort to be ambiguous and not interfere with his relationship. She just texts him saying, hey, I tried calling. I just have a question. Can you call me back? And at 9.08 p.m., he responds with, I'm and the straight-faced emoji. It's like the emoji with the two eyes and then just one line for the mouth. Mm-hmm. And then he sends another text, and it's, it's impossible to decode because it's just a bunch of letters, um, like, smushed together in one word. And so, and just in case you're wondering, it's literally I-B-D-E-S-E, really G. So it literally makes no sense. There's, You know how sometimes you have a typo and you can kind of decipher what they mean to say? I can't figure out what he's trying to say. She responds saying, you're what? Are you okay? But after that, Chance never responded. By the next morning, they go to the police to report Chance as a missing person, and they're hoping that maybe they can ping his phone through his cell service. Bailey posted on her Facebook that Chance didn't come home the night before and that he was now considered a missing person. Chance's mom, Dawn, called every police station on the way to Torrington to make them aware of Chance's disappearance. Within a few days, the police gathered 17 law enforcement agencies to assist in the search for Chance. That first week, tons of law enforcement and volunteers searched within a tight radius of 2,400 acres around where Chance's last cell phone pinged. They searched the land and river near where his phone last pinged using drones, ATVs, horseback. They pulled out all the stops to try to find Chance, but they couldn't find the slightest sign of him anywhere. His best friend, Matt, initially stayed back and went to work that Monday in hopes that Chance would show up because they were supposed to start this new job together, and it was not like Chance to just miss work. 
Bailey stayed back as well, hoping that he might show up at home. But when he didn't show up that first week, Chance's family headed down to Garing to continue the search for Chance. Then police come across a clue. At the inter- intersection of Martha Road and 10th Street, Chance was seen walking on video surveillance the day he went missing. And it shows him walking north, and then he begins to like just cross the street. And in the middle of the street, he stops, looks at his phone, and just sh- takes a sharp left in the street. Almost as if he was like looking for, his, for directions on his phone or, I don't know, something... Um, told him to change direction, I guess. And he turned in the same direction that he told Matt he was going, which was toward Torrington. Later that same evening, he's also captured on a ring camera walking down a suburban road. So this confirms that he had left Bailey's grandparents' house the night that he disappeared and walked off. But after that, the huge storm rolled in, and apparently this was one of the worst storms they had seen in years. The storm lasted less than an hour, but it brought in torrential downpour that caused the river in town to rise eight inches in a flash flood. The last ping confirmed from Chance's cell phone pinged near a truck stop gas station at about 10 p.m. that night, but the cell phone data wasn't super specific. It still included a range of about two to three miles, but this gas station was only about three miles from Bailey's grandparents' house. So walking at an average pace, walking three miles takes about an hour, obviously, depending on how fast you go and like if you stop along the way. But this just shows us that within three hours, Chance was still pretty close to Bailey's grandparents' house when his phone finally shut off, right? So at this point, Bailey is feeling pretty hopeless. And according to an interview Don did with the Vanished podcast, Don said that she was comforting Bailey on the phone just two days after Chance went missing when Bailey said, quote, I just know he's going to come home in a body bag, end quote. And listen, everyone grieves differently. You always hear that. So I'm not trying to draw any conclusions from that statement alone, but it's against my nature to just give up hope on a loved one so fast. I don't think I could let my brain go there and actually vocalize it if you went missing. I think I'm, I'm too big on like speak things into existence and like you know thoughts and thoughts become things and mm-hmm. so like I wouldn't even want to put that out there out loud but like you said people grieve differently yeah and then again I am a realist and the host of a true crime podcast and if my husband was missing without a trace for a few days without any communication I would probably start fearing the yeah. worst also Go in the same place. however chance went missing Saturday night and Tuesday. Bailey called the police and asked them for a death certificate for Chance. Chance wasn't even found at this point, and she's assuming he's dead and already asking for a death certificate. And the only reason I can think as to why she would even need, exactly, is to access benefits. And she says that she did that because she wasn't working, she had a baby to take care of, so she was just trying to be proactive. But to me, that is a huge red flag. It's 2019. You can't tell me that like somebody couldn't have started a GoFundMe or something. But to ask for a death certificate, that is so permanent. It's a little weird. It's weird. Yeah. It's weird. Three days. Um, Saturday night, and she called Tuesday. Yeah, so like barely two. Hours, you know? mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. So sure enough, when investigators asked her why she asked for the death certificate, she told them that she told them this is the only way she could collect on his life insurance policy. So I don't know. It's just weird to me. Two and a half days. And she's, 
I don't know. That's just Maybe this girl just doesn't know how the world works, but to me that is just weird. So as time went on, theories started forming as to what could have happened to Chance. Initially, it was thought that maybe Chance was involved in a terrible accident when that storm hit. He was near a large body of water, so it was thought that maybe the flash flood swept him up or he slipped and lost control, resulting in an accidental drowning. But investigators drained the canal and found nothing. There was also the theory that he died from hypothermia following that storm because the rain was cold, but... It's July, and the storm only lasted an hour. I just can't imagine that the temperature would drop significantly enough in such a short amount of time in, in July in Nebraska. Yeah, that, that theory's out. It doesn't matter if it would have stormed for 30 hours straight. It's July. Like, yeah. it does, an overnight in Nebraska in July. Like, okay, if it's strange, it might have got, you might have had a 70-degree day that was out there. Mm-hmm. So then what, you're talking nighttime temp? I mean, I can't imagine, but maybe there's 40-degree nights in Nebraska. and No. no. I, that one just doesn't set with doesn't me. No. And Chance is used to being outside. He's familiar with the outdoors. So that one is really hard for my brain to accept. His best friend Matt even said, quote, I've hunted with him for two years beforehand. The guy could cover country. I like to call him the mountain goat man. And when asked if he believed Chance succumbed to the elements that night, he said, quote, no. We've put hours and hours and hours down there walking river bottoms, and I don't think he's in a river. I don't think that at all. I think he's buried underground and he's hidden. If he got hurt by that storm, Mother Nature doesn't hide a body like that, end quote. And I think that is a really good point, too. The fact that he would just be gone without a a trace from a storm... I, I just don't believe that. I'm, I'm researching for another story coming up, and it's about this guy that was hiking along and found a body that had been buried two feet underground because he was metal detecting and found a body that was buried underground, and it had only been there for months. So you're telling me this a storm could just swoop somebody up and then hide their body like without a single trace? When all these people are searching, this guy wasn't looking for a body. He was he was metal detecting, this guy from the other story. Mm-hmm. So you're going to tell me that all these other people who are searching specifically for this man, Chance, can't find a single trace? That, to me, does not make sense. So that leaves us with another theory. Could it have been a robbery gone wrong or some sort of foul play? Well, there's no evidence, there's no physical evidence to corroborate that, but his family has an easier time believing this over the accidental death from the storm. I agree that it's more likely. Mm-hmm. That maybe he came across the wrong people. Yeah, or, I think or maybe that he sounds got taken more plausible. A truck stop. I think it sounds more plausible. Plausible, possible. Anyway, I, uh, I don't know. We don't have any tips. Um, the tips that we have had haven't led to anything of substance really chance was supposed to start at his new job that week and he went missing the week he went missing bailey allegedly called his new employer and asked them if she could go ahead and cash in any checks that he may have had pending including his 401k and that they wouldn't need to hold his position for him all that is so suspicious the death certificate request that that is all weird Yes. So HR came to Matt, who, remember, is working at the same job, and they ask him, hey, is there any reason we shouldn't be holding this position for Chance when he comes back? And Matt's like, no, hold the job. He's coming back. And it just seems odd to me that Bailey would be so sure right off the bat within days that Chance is gone and never coming back. She's holding on to no hope whatsoever. And so that... the 
correct me if I'm wrong here, make sure I was paying attention. Mm-hmm. The last time they were together was when he got pissed off at her at the golf course? Yes, because he, well, he wasn't pissed off at her. He was pissed off at her family. Mm-hmm. And, you know, according to his family, like, Chance sometimes had a temper, and it wasn't like a physically violent temper. He just, you know, sometimes would lose his temper. And so, I don't know. I It's not that unusual that, you know, he would be mad about something and would go take a walk to calm down, to cool off. But it is, of course, unusual that he would just disappear. It makes no sense that he would disappear without a trace. That is, that is not making any sense. Mm-hmm. And one of the saddest parts, I think, of this entire story is that even now, three years later, Bailey has still not allowed Dawn to see her grandson in over two years. She said in an interview with News Nation Now, quote, her text messages say she wants nothing to do with me. She hates me. She blames me for everything that happened with Chance. And that was Chance's mom saying that about Bailey. And that just really makes me sad because ultimately the only person that's hurting is Chance and Banks. Poor Banks isn't going to be able to grow up knowing his dad's side of the family or his dad at all, for that matter. He doesn't have, he's not going to have any answers because Chance has still to this day not been found. His mom is very active on social media. I actually, no, Dawn. Yeah. She's very active on social media. I actually reached out to her and she messaged me back. Um, Is this the one that was going to be on here? Well, it wasn't, I I don't think she was going to be on here. I was going to ask her questions. That was the, the point of messaging, but she's also, you know, she posts a lot on, um, social media. She posts on TikTok, and it breaks my heart because you can hear the pain in her voice. And I don't know that that pain will ever go away. She's always going to wonder what happened to her son. I can't imagine like having a child out there and not having any idea where they are. Like that's got to be so gut wrenching to just not have any closure, you don't know where they are. You don't know what happened. You just never know. Like, how do you live? I've always said the process of death isn't something that humans can comprehend. It was just my own mind, okay? Mm-hmm. I think it's difficult, the idea of comprehending that. And so, like, the idea of closure, okay, I get it. Like, if he turned up in, in a body bag, and, and at least you have that closure. Mm-hmm. You know what happened. But... Similar to the, the human mind, I don't think you can comprehend death. Like, just comprehend somebody's just missing. Like, you'd go through every day of your life, like, looking around. Maybe you're going to see them. Mm-hmm. You'd have some sort of hope. I mean, I don't know. I just can't even imagine that either. Yeah. Uh, that would be so hard. But it's, it's just wild to think about. And, yeah. and so when whenever, through the research in this, was Bailey ever, like, emotionally distraught in interviews or anything? Like, was she ever upset? Or was it just simply... Trying to get the life insurance and everything else. So I'll say two things about Bailey's interactions. So is she, she on social media? Sorry. No, she's not on social media. I couldn't find her on social media. From what I understand, she lives a very quiet and um, like private life. Um, and I guess she's gotten death threats. And so I think that's why she keeps her life very private. I did listen to an interview she did with the Vanished podcast. And... She kind of just sounds very like conversational. Like it's not she doesn't sound not very sure. yeah, it's she doesn't sound very emotional. But I mean, maybe there's nothing to be read out of that. I just it is something that I picked up on is just that she seems kind of like she's retelling a story of what happened at a football game. Like I don't know, it just doesn't seem like 
she really truly cares all that much. But then again, I don't know her. I don't. I don't know. The weird thing about these are, I got the goosebumps. The weird <laughs> thing about these are, it's always the ones where people can listen to us. Mm-hmm. I always say that, but it's it's weird. Like, just think about the fact that she could listen to this, right? Mm-hmm. Or even more so, think about the fact that her son, their son Ch- uh, Chance's son Banks, mm-hmm. right? He's going to get older, and he's going to probably eventually become curious. And mm-hmm. he's going to research, and he's going to come across a podcast like this or articles, and he's going to read about him. And it's like, I don't know, it's just sad to think about. Yeah, it's sad to think about the way this whole thing was handled, mm-hmm. uh, which... Like, he's going to be like, why, why did you try to cash in for life insurance three days later? Right, and maybe she'll have an explanation for that. Maybe she and, will, maybe she will, yeah. And the other thing I was going to say is that investigators have said that she was always 100% co- cooperative. She did get a lawyer. Her and her family did get a lawyer pretty soon after Chance went missing, which Dawn and her family thought to be kind of odd because they just thought, a lawyer? Like, what? Who? Why are we getting lawyers? You know, it just kind of struck her as, like, out of left field. Um, but she still remained cooperative, you know, sometimes there's really no right way to act. People are going to pick apart the way that you act when something like this goes on and there's questions left unanswered. Everyone's going to have their own assumptions. I have my assumptions. You have yours. Mm-hmm. Listeners have theirs. So in that sense, it's kind of unfair because she is probably just trying to live her life. And what if she really did have absolutely nothing to do with it and it was just like he disappeared and, and I moved on? Yeah. And like, who's to say she shouldn't? I mean, now we're, now we are just kind of rambling, but anyway, I don't know. There's no right way. There's no handbook on how to deal with grief. Mm -hmm. And I get that, but I just think this is so heartbreaking. And I wish, I hope, I just hope at some point Bailey sits back and realizes that maybe Banks could benefit from having her, his dad's family in his life and that maybe she'll bring those walls down and let them in. Um, I think that's the... If, if she can do one thing to honor her missing husband, it's that. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, that's it. Mama. Mystery.